So regular listeners, I'm sure you've seen our social media by now that we have a brand new host here on the If We Were Writing podcast. And I would like to welcome formerly Sarah True as my new co-host. Yay! Hi, formerly Sarah. Sarah True. I'm still Sarah True. Formally, like not formally. <laughs> <laughs> Because we're so formal here on this. <laughs> this is an occasion. I get it. I get it. All right. All right. Yeah. This is how we're starting out, Sarah. Yeah. Um, it's but, very confusing. It's these, <laughs> which actually brings us into. So my maiden name was Groff, very similar to Sarah's. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Formerly, <laughs> Sarah Groff. So yeah, a number of times during my career, I was confused with you, Sarah, for interviews. And usually I was able to like cut it off at the beginning. Like someone would reach out to me. I, I think I probably had a handful of emails asking for interviews and I would realize either from something in the email or from like the questions. If the questions came through, it would be obvious. But one time I actually got halfway through a, an interview. It was in Oceanside. I think the year, did you win Oceanside one year? Oh, second. You were second. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So whatever that year was, I got an interview and it wasn't until halfway through that we realized Oh, they did funny. not want to be interviewing me at all. I was kind of surprised because I don't usually get 70.3 interviews. But. So I got some confusion as well because obviously you were racing Ironman then while I was racing ITU. And there were occasions where people were like, man, I saw you just did an Ironman a few weeks ago. Like, man, you're, you really have a lot of versatility. I'm like, wow, that's not me. Her name's awesome. It's almost completely awesome. But yeah, so I had to clarify some things a few times. But it was definitely funny. Like there are people out there thinking we were one person just like crushing like both distances at the same time. Oh my God. Which you can't do. We should have just connected and like rolled with that. We should have made a pact. Like, okay, if anyone asks you, like, yeah, I went to the Olympics. (laughs) <laughs> and I did an Ironman two weeks later. What's the big yeah. deal? <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So before the show, we were talking about the first time we actually met and it sounds like I don't remember it. When did we Yeah. Meet? So it was before my time, but you worked with Darren Smith, yes. uh, co- a coach. Na- uh, he's this very energetic, um, shall we say, uh, Australian man, uh, Darren Smith. You worked with him for a few years. And then a couple of years after that, I worked with him. He's like, you know, there's this other Sarah. She's Canadian. She does long course now. I think you would really like her. So I did Malula World, Malulaba World Cup one time. You were having, I think, dinner with him, catching up. And there was all this buildup beforehand that, yeah, she's, she's really smart. I think you would like her. And I, it was a very brief encounter, but you know, clearly it stuck with me and it was not memorable for you, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's hilarious. Okay. I I remember this. Okay. So this was, I I was no longer coached by Darren, but I was in Maluma on a training or we had been a training camp in Noosa. Were you at the dinner? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Why did my brain I'm so insulted. <laughs> what? Did yeah. this is just me being we had pizza? 
Yeah, we had pizza. pizza. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, whatever. shit. I mean, oh, it was only like-, like a pivotal moment in my life, but whatever. <laughs> I'm like in the dog shed on the first interview or the first yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. No, it's all cool. I mean, you get, you gave me a co-host and gig, so we're, I guess we're even. So we're good now? <laughs> we're it. good. Yeah. When did you think the first time we met was? Okay, so I actually thought it was when we danced the hula in Kona. Which was for fun. The, yeah. For the Iron Women. Yeah, so for Iron Women Live, if folks have been following all of the Live Feisty greatness, myself and Ashley Wiles in Kona in 2018, we got all the pros to dance a hula with us, right? And then Sarah, you actually showed up. You were the first one to show up with your own choreographed hula routine. Like we we still talk. Yeah. About yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Listen, if you go to Hawaii, you have to know hula beforehand. <laughs> no, I did not know hula beforehand. I did not have a choreographed routine. It was totally on the fly. But you know. it's funny because that was like for us, that was a moment when like you made us feel like we'd arrived because we're like, okay, she showed up and she knew she was going to have to dance the hula. So we had to do something fun. So that was like, and then, and you made it great. So we really appreciate it. That was it. fun. It was the only time I've ever done the hula for an interview. So for an interview? I appreciate I'm, that. Yeah. I was so surprised about that. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, well, that is our formal welcome of of Sarah True to the podcast. (laughs) Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about how COVID-19 is affecting each of us, Sarah's recent race and her decision to go, sport and the bigger picture for the coming months. We're going to talk about our hopes and dreams for this podcast, and we're catching up with Kelly after this. At Live Feisty Media, we are so grateful to have sponsors who support women's coverage of sport. If We Were Riding is sponsored by Noon Hydration. We will be back next week with a better ad. I'm Sarah Gross. And I'm Sarah True. And you're listening to If We Were Riding. So Sarah, the world is a different place now. Today's Wednesday we're recording and by Friday, it's even going to be a different place. So how have things with COVID-19 and all all of the stuff, how have you been affected? Uh, So right now we're doing like a self-isolation. It's not mandatory where we live, but for two weeks we're doing that whole thing. You know, I haven't seen my family in months, but I'm not going to go see my parents and just in case they're they're in their 60s. If I'm carrying it, I want to make sure that I don't pass it on to them. So we had been in Boulder for a couple of months and we made a hasty retreat back home, restocked. I think the problem was, so we got like $500 worth of groceries. And as you know, with athletes, that's going to last like two days. <laughs> um <laughs> So we're definitely going to have to go back out at some point. So that's just super, you know, short term, obviously not swimming, not, you know, right now doing a little bit of exercise just to stay sane. Yeah. Are you, are you running and biking outside? Uh, I went for a run outside. Yeah. I think 
so we we live in a per, pretty rural area. I think we'll continue to be able to be outside. Obviously, swimming pools are closed. We have a pretty good gym, so we're we're set up from that standpoint. But because the entire world is, you know, kind of up in everything's in flux, like it's hard to make plans. So we're just kind of going short term right now. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. So pretty similar over here. So we don't have to self-isolate yet, but I'm choosing to. So my daughter still comes back and forth from, yeah. from her dad's house to my place. And she did, I did, there are certain things like I'm just making decisions on the fly. So like she had a friend who was here yesterday and that was fine. The friend had also been here Saturday. So it's kind of that it's like, well, the same friend and the, and the friend's family is also self-isolating. So we just like made a decision about whether or not to do that. Same thing with running. I just went for a little run on the trails before. So I am going outside, but yeah, just trying to keep my distance from people. Even on like the trail was actually quite busy because I think people, Mm. as people are working and they're recognizing that the outdoor space is okay as long as you keep your distance. But it is funny because people will they are like stepping away from each other, you know, where I'll yeah. take a wider birth. I, I mean, I, I don't know, just running by someone, a thing, like <laughs> does that, do bugs <laughs> jump from one place to another? I, I don't know. Do you, are you especially like snotty person? You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> are you like, I should have like snot rocketed that person? Yeah, for, probably poor form. That was oh. maybe not, but yeah, <laughs> just don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. So it's, it's just such a weird time. Like what, what about schools? Are schools closed up there? So yeah, here they've just announced that school is closed indefinitely. Wow. That means like, that's a pretty bland generic, who knows what, but that probably means that to the end of the year, it's, we're not going to have school. So I haven't even thought about that to be honest. Right. Yeah. I work from home and with Rosie being nine now, it's pretty easy to, to get enough done. But yeah, it, mm. it's a thing. And then you recently, you know, you recently had to make the decision of whether or not to go race. Oof. How did yeah. you decide that? So I flew out last Thursday. And even as I was going to the airport, I was texting my coach because things things just precipitated really rapidly. And I really was on the fence before things really escalated. I'm like, you know, I haven't, it's going to be hot. We haven't done any heat prep. Like I'm really not ready to race, but there's also this very real chance that this could be my last opportunity for the year. It's like, listen, if there's a race, we race. So as I'm driving to the airport, I feel this, I didn't, didn't feel right going. All these races were being canceled. And I realized that just travel presents a massive risk, you know, not just to myself, but to people around me. So you know, the, the decision we made was basically like, all right, if you're going to do this, when you get home, you're going to self-isolate. Just make sure that if you have it, you can't pass it along to anybody else. I mean, if, if we had other people in the house beyond just the two of us, it would have been a different conversation. But even while I was down there, I realized that I shouldn't have gone. There shouldn't have been a race. But then, you know, the very selfish part of me was happy to race, you know, and like, for me, there was this personal thing I had to prove that I could finish a race in the heat because last year I'd struggled so much. And yeah, it was, there was walking involved. Like I was not heat prepped myself, um, that I wasn't going to pass out, that there wasn't this 
you know, there's this fear of, you know, this medical response, like this physiological response that I have that I just need to almost get over it. So like very selfishly, I was happy to race, but I was scared and stressed out the entire time while I was down there. So Ben was in Boulder. He's like, I'm driving home tomorrow, change your flight. This is the day before the race, like change your flight, fly back home to Boston, rent a car, you know, buddy, our dog. And Ben will just make the 30 hour drive back and meet us at home. Mm-hmm. So it was just, everything changed very rapidly. Yeah. It was a different place. Like, yeah, like the world is a different place on Thursday. You know, yeah. I, think, I think Thursday was the day that just all the sporting events started to be canceled. That was just the first day really. Well, in North America, maybe. Because like in the middle, so there was the first uh, WTS of the race was canceled. It was in Doha, but it was, yeah, I think that like Wednesday was when the NBA and all the professional sports teams were like, we're not happening this year. So, you know, now we're looking at races and I've gone through the different, you know, the stages of grief, basically, Mm -hmm. where, you know, First, like the first layer was about myself. I like just to be totally honest, where I was thinking about, you know, this is this is how I make a living. Like this, how am I get? But the Iron Man I'm gonna do. Like how am I gonna train? And then, then I've I've gotten through that. Like because this is so much bigger than triathlon, obviously. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going through the stages of grief, just kind of accepting what the world is going to look like when we get out of this and just trying to, you know, come up with a game plan for, you know, how to, how to move forward, you know, and it's nothing to do with being an athlete. That's the, that's the crazy part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been through a similar arc as a media mogul where like at first, you know, because at first, you know, I heard from a couple of our big sponsors who are just kind of pausing things or being cautious right now. So they're not as interested as like signing on the line as it were. So there's like a couple months pause on that. Um, So that affects me and our team and our ability to be paid for the content we create. So at first I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. And then obviously I understand why you know, why that's happening, whatever. So yeah, nothing on the sponsors themselves, but, and then the second layer is kind of like, okay, what, what does it mean for me and my family? And how do I Mm. keep the people around me healthy? And then in the community, and then really like very quickly within the few couple of days, and I do have to credit my team for this is we started to just ask the question, like, what can we do to add value or what kind of content can we create Mm. would be, you know, so effectively, like not asking a question about money anymore, but just going like, right now it's like all hands on deck. Like who who is our community? Who are we talking to in terms of like, because we create content. So how can yeah. we continue to be? And even <clears throat> the decision, our decision to have our first podcast recording together today, right. just carry on as usual, fits into that. Like what can we do for our small sphere of influence? So like just focusing and I'm saying that like not to be like, hey, this is look at me and my team, we're great. But like that that actually that changed things for me too, was just focusing on like what can we do to help in a small way in terms of who we are and what we do. And then that's the focus for right now. And then as soon as I think when things start to shift, we're gonna get a better focus on how the world's gonna look like in yeah. you know, four weeks, eight weeks, we're gonna start to see the ch- and then we're gonna have to make like some real decisions, right? Yeah. 
and it'll affect different people differently, especially economically. Like some people yeah. will be completely devastated and, and other people will be okay and everything in the middle. So, yeah, I mean, it's the realities of something like this is, you know, we're starting to see, we're going to go into a serious recession. Like when you have a sizable chunk of the population is going to be unemployed, huge sectors of the economy are going to be struggling and sport. I love sport. You know, it's, it's, we both love sport. Like everybody who's listening to this loves sport, but you realize at those moments that it's what keeps us healthy and feeling, you know, normal, but also financially it's expendable. You know, it's, it's Mm. pretty expendable in the big scheme of things. Like you have to prioritize healthcare and education, all these other things. So we're going to see, you know, we're going to see marketing budgets really, really nosedive next year. And that, that affects what we do. You know, my sponsors, uh, in sport, like that all comes from marketing, you know, what you do, that all comes from the marketing budget and we're going to have to adjust, you know, there will always be sport. There will always be a need for us to be active and to have that outlet and for companies to be involved, but it's just going to really scale back. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's an interesting time. And I think the sooner we kind of wrap our heads around the economic side of things, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, but we also, Sarah, we also have the luxury of not having, you know, pre-existing medical conditions. So most of us are going to get this Mm COVID-19, you know, your daughter's going to be fine. You and I have, you know, higher risk. So it's easy for us to think about the most devastating part being the economic aspect. And, but yeah, it's, this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's, you know, a little, little light conversation for our first podcast, right. but I think it's, it's important to address, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And yeah, that's, it's funny you mentioned that because I, in that way, because one of the first things that I realized was how expendable like my job is in terms yeah. of our society. Like, are in, you know, mine too. Yeah. Like in a thriving <laughs> Western culture, like I'm a historian, yeah. right? So like, yeah, sort of, you know, have studied different parts of history where, you know, like when you have like art and culture and sport all thrive in times of economic well-being, And then when it's like, when it's famine, there's feast and famine, when there's famine, it's the people who are more, who have the jobs who are more essential to human survival. Right that yeah. uh will continue. So it's 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 going to be interesting to see how far down that road we end up if that makes sense like how far down we're going to go for, we're going to slide the scale from feast back towards the famine side but yeah. um, how far we go it's it's easy. We'll always have sport. It's just a question of how much money will be in sport and that's going to change a lot. So it's you know I think I'm I keep on trying to focus on the positive and you know how can how can somebody like me, how can I help the people who are doing those essential jobs and finding purpose in what I do? So, and this is, this has been something that over the past 24 hours, I've really had to wrap my head around was that, you know, we really have to think about like the next generation and we have to think about how we can protect the people who are on the, basically fighting this on the front line for me, you know, my brother and my uh, sister-in-law, they're, they both live in town and they're physicians and they are going to be dealing with this firsthand when it really hits. They have four kids. So I have four yeah. nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. And my brother and I had a really good conversation yesterday. He's like, listen, 
you're not going to be racing anytime soon. You know, sport is not going to be a high priority. If you want to take over, you know, education of our kids, the, the seven-year-old and nine-year-old girls, Mm -hmm. then that's where I can be of most value. So I'm going to be asking for tips about how to educate a nine-year-old because I have no idea. Like I literally was up until 4am stressing about this because I don't want to mess it up. Like I have their futures in my hands, Sarah. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I know, but I think it's important for us to refocus where, yeah. Okay. Obviously I love what I do, but I can apply like that same passion for what I do, you know, that same passion and apply it to like the kids I love and wanting to see them succeed. So it's, we're just all going to be a lot more flexible. (laughs) I think, you know, those of us with, uh, less, yeah, frontline kind of jobs. Yes, (laughs) I agree. So if they keep the borders open, can I send my daughter to the true homeschooling Um, network? Sure. So I, this is what, this was what I was doing until 4am. I was planning out, we're going to, we're going to write and put, put on a play Uh, We're going to do nature journaling. So we're going to go on hikes and do some nature journaling and like, you know, do nature observation, cooking as both science and math class, because I really enjoy cooking. But honestly, I don't know how to, I don't know how to teach kids. (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) Make sure that they read and do some math. Mm -hmm. And, but really it's, I think this this kind of circles back to what you started off with is finding some degree of normalcy in a very abnormal situation. Right. And creating that for the people around us. Right. For sure. And you think- Which is why we have this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Are you all feeling normal right now? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't talk about triathlon at all. Sorry, guys. That's just part of the course. They're like, oh yeah, yeah same old, same old. Don't talk about right. triathlon. Um, but way, like- way fewer F-bombs, by the way. Oh, it's true. We have kept. <laughs> I feel I should just say fuck 12 times now just to like keep the level higher. <laughs> so that, that's something that I warned Sarah before. I'm like, listen, I know you and Kelly have potty mouths, but you know, I'm, I'm, I don't swear quite as much. And she wants, she wants to convert me mm-hmm. and I want to convert her. So we're going to have like these, you know, dueling forces. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> so, oh, funny story. So going back to Jaron Smith, okay, um, yes. that man has the biggest potty mouth of all time. And I was never much of a cursor before I went and trained with him. I came back and it was like every other word was an expletive. And I didn't realize it. It was so pervasive in that group that Barbara Roberos, who's this Chilean athlete, uh, you know, English as a second language, she did a post-race blog about, I don't know, some like WTS Sydney or something. And there were a whole bunch of expletives and sponsors had to be like, Hey, uh, Barbara, can you check your choice of language there? And only then did we realize that it was such a common part of how we spoke because of this guy, Darren, oh, that's that so she just thought it was, you know, normal vernacular, totally acceptable for a blog. Right. Like she had yeah. literally learned English. From, learning English from Darren Smith is dangerous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really, from any Australian. I say that with all love for right. our Australian listeners, if there are any. 
<laughs> I love it. Okay. So what are our, like, what are we hoping to like, what are hopes and dreams basically for the podcast? Where are we hoping to go with this? To Why clean you- up your language, Sarah. <laughs> That's my hope and dream. <laughs> to glean all information I can get about educating a nine-year-old. Yeah. No, I don't know. To, to add some normalcy to all of your lives. Okay. Yeah. It's good. our banter. I have a squeakier voice than Kelly. I don't swear as much. I think Kelly's um, pretty squeaky. I well, mean. she it's kind of deep. She's she's a, she's a deep voice for a smaller person. Right. Well, probably less ranty, but more I don't know. I don't know what our vibe's going to be yet. I'm excited. Okay, folks, we're going to keep the same we're going to keep the same rules that Kelly and I had. You can send us a voicemail if you would like. So what you do is you take your phone and you record an audio file. If you don't know how to do that, message me. I will tell you how to do that. And then you can comment on any of the things we're talking about. And I would like to know, folks, what you think about Sarah being our new co-host. Only positive things, please. Oh yeah. I'm right. very I'm very sensitive right now. Honestly, like I don't know if you feel this way too. Like I'm pretty fragile right now. Normally I'm I'm a pretty tough broad, but like this whole thing has me Yeah. Uh Ben, we were we were watching something er- earlier and he started the streaming before I was ready and I started crying and I'm like, I know this is so <laughs> absurd. I'm just so fragile right now. It's not that I think like it was, it was weird. <laughs> I think that's it's totally normal. Like when stresses pile on top of stresses, you know, yeah. then yeah. like, then you can't handle even the smallest thing. So then it's, you know, it's like things are piled yeah. up right now. So if I like break a dish, it's like, it's like the worst thing that ever happened. <laughs> Actually, that yeah. happened to me last night. I broke a plate. I was like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And like, I would never normally react like that. Like I just like had yeah. all this tension in my body over this broken yeah. plate. I'm like, okay, I need to chill out here a minute. So yeah, it's affecting us all for sure. Okay. So yeah. earlier- Oh, so actually, hopes and dreams. What are your hopes and dreams? Yeah. For this podcast. We should have thought this through beforehand, but that's like, that's not how we do things here at If We Were Riding. So <laughs> let's- Let's make the listeners share their hopes and dreams right. for us. Perfect. <laughs> yes. I like how you did that. That is great. Pass the buck. When in yeah. doubt, pass the buck. Yeah. What are your hopes and dreams, friend, for this podcast? What do you want because to know? we are totally lost in life and in this podcast, and we need your direction. <laughs> Absolutely. And speaking of totally lost, I did oh, good. Catch up, I did catch up with Kelly last week. Uh on Friday. So a week ago from when this is popular released. And yeah, we just like sat down. I told her about Sarah being the new host and we found out how her job's going at Triathlete Magazine. So here's that catch up. Kelly, hi, how are you? Oh man, I miss you, Sarah. I miss you so much. (laughs) We're okay. We're recording this a week before it, this podcast is coming out. So it's Friday the, oh, it's Friday the 13th. I know. This is why the world's going to shit, Sarah. It's right. Friday so the 13th. By the time this comes out, this could be, it could be like the zombie apocalypse and the three people who have survived it will be listening to this podcast, just hearing our voices and in more in their morning. You're like, you don't even know. It's literally by the hour, like things are shutting down. You're like, yeah. who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But hopefully for those of you who are still alive and well and possibly working from home, Probably. You'll be looking for podcasts. <laughs> um, and I know you wanted an update from Kelly. So how's how's the new job going at Triathlete Magazine? 
you know, I mean, obviously, it, you and I, Sarah, we got to just like decide what we wanted to do and then just like do it. I don't know if you knew that. We just like made things up. We were like, hey, let's talk about this. Yeah, five minutes before recording, we could just add a topic. No problem. Easy. So it turns out when you're like a fancier organization, that's not how it works. Oh, so there's some planning required? Yeah, apparently tape. when you're fancier, you got to do some planning. Right. Okay. And right. I'm saying you're not good at planning. Th- I feel like you're good at planning. I'm great at planning, Sarah. Do you want to see all of my different notes? I have so many notes, so many places right now, so many scribbled notes. I think I put on Instagram a picture of some scribbled notes I found. Because that's what's that. happening. Yeah. Okay. But it does change your job quite a lot. To quite be a clear. lot. Like from you just creating content on at the spur of the moment or writing, like doing your research and writing something or recording with me to like having to organize and plan a lot of and pre-plan a lot. Yeah. I was at training camp a couple weeks ago because I that was already booked guys yeah, before I took the job. And one of the guys asked me first, like second thing he asked me, he was like, oh my God. Is that like the most stressful job ever? I was like, yes, yes, it is. Thank you for knowing that. <laughs> like, thank you for seeing me. Like, <laughs> okay, friends, in the, in the, what would you say? In the spirit of Kelly, the old Kelly and Sarah, anyone who sees Kelly this year at a race, if there end up being any races this year. There end up I being want, any races. I want you to just give her a great, just run up to her and give her a great big hug. Like, no, more. no, not if we're still concerned about coronavirus. No, Do this will be after. This will after be after coronavirus. The races will be happening. The, the zombie apocalypse will be passed and they'll be giving you hugs at races because they see you, Kelly. There you go. Um, you can give me like a virtual hug. Iron Man's like release yesterday about the new protocols for coronavirus are that we're doing away with, with podium handshakes and no hugs on the podium. So FYI, we're all just going to like elbow bump I think I don't know <laughs> really okay yes. I mean at the risk of this becoming a regular podcast I like while like the majors all the major sporting events are are actually closing down and not having their events Iron Man's gonna go with no hugging I don't know man I mean they're gonna can- they're gonna have to cancel some shit they are canceling some shit yeah by this time next week by the time this is out there's gonna be stuff canceled Iron Man races yeah. that are canceled. Well, there already are some, but there are going to be more. Like, be if more. you think you're racing Oceanside, I got news for you. Ooh, I really hope this doesn't age b- badly. You're not racing. It's not. I don't see that happening in three weeks. Like, uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is not inside information, FYI. That is just my my wild speculation, to be clear, <laughs> like <laughs> usual. Do people now think that you have inside information yes. on everything? Like, now, <laughs> like, you're part of the establishment now. <laughs> And so thus, you know, all things. Apparently, if I wanted to have a segment, FYI, on our new podcast on triathlete called Speculate Wildly, I might need to get legal involved. (laughs) I can't imagine why. I don't know. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. I actually have trouble believing that uh, we haven't been sued over here at Feisty Media. Oh, God. (laughs) Anyway, don't go down that road. Say what you were going to say. Uh, anyway, this was supposed to be a short update, I feel like. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. at four minutes and 39 seconds. Carry on. Weren't you going to tell me about the Boston Marathon? Not the Boston Marathon. The Boston Marathon isn't happening. Boston the Marathon. Olympic trials. Marathon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we had our first Iron Women live event that Alyssa hosted, moderated a panel, and that was amazing. But here's what I wanted to say about the Olympic trials is that I've never seen, I've like actually never witnessed 500 fast women running past in my life. Like, I don't think I've, I don't, has there ever been that many two forty five and under 
marathon runners, women in one place. Like they just kept coming and coming. It was like, it was actually like, just like the talent of it. Like there was something about it. It just kind of gave me goosebumps. It was like, whoa. (laughs) And there was just more and more packs of women running fast. It, It was it was a spectacle. That's what everybody said. Even people I knew who were a little like uh, poo-pooing the 245 standard were like, it was fucking epic. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was, I was really glad I got to see that. And that was like a side effect or a side, right. I, you know, I knew, I mean, I knew I was going to watch the marathon trials. And you that knew was you were going to watch the trials? Okay, <laughs> I did. Yeah. I knew I had flown there to do that, yeah. but, <laughs> but it was like, I didn't realize it, that how it was going to affect me like that. Like it really hit me like, wow, if, you know, if every, like all the little girl, you think of all the girls, right. you know, the young girls standing around on the side and like, we normally, as, as a kid, I would have never seen anything like that. Right. So. I can't tell you whether or not it made me cry because everything's been making me cry lately. Cause I've been so, uh, stressed and tired and strung out. So I'm pretty sure I cried, but then I also cried about like, you know, fact that I couldn't find any food in our fridge. So whatever. <laughs> It didn't, oh yeah, did it make me cry? It didn't quite, but I had, I definitely had like that lump in my throat feeling. Okay, okay. About this. So she would have cried guys, but she's Sarah and she held it back to that's be right. strong for you all. That's, just, that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> okay. So something that I don't want to make you cry about, but <laughs> we need to talk about is your, your new, we have your new replacement and she's I recording. Heard. She's been, well, this segment's going to be plunked in the middle of our first recording. So how do you feel about Sarah True replacing you? I mean, I don't know. I mean, is an Olympian going to be able to replace me? Will she live up to it? <laughs> it's well, uh, podcasting I told you isn't that, about being fast. It's not, well, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm kidding. I'm kidding because uh, when we were texting about potential co-host to replace me, I feel like well, she came up a lot mm-hmm. and now I'm hella jealous because I actually was getting her to come be on my triathlete magazine podcast. And now I'm like, damn it. God damn it. You got Sarah. So Sarah is a highly sought after podcast, podcast host. Yeah. 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 So no, I'm super glad to have her. I think, you know, it's the, the vibe of the podcast will change, you know, and Sarah and I will talk about Sarah and I things. And we'll get into a swing of it. Are you going to change the name? Are you going to call it Sarah and Sarah? Because I think that would be amazing. I know. I think it's funny. Yeah. I actually I'm was so emailing her about being... Guys, she will be on the new Triathlete Magazine podcast. Listen. And I was emailing her about it. And I had to refer to you as gross. <laughs> I wanted to be clear. So I was like, gross told me. <laughs> gross told me. The only person who calls me that right now is like since university is my CrossFit coach. Well, there so. you go. <laughs> That's so funny. We could just refer to me as gross. We can call it true and gross. Yes. Oh Truly my God. Gross. Amazing. <laughs> I'm so glad we're still coming up with ideas on the spot just as like, we record. That This is the brilliance. Okay. So this is why Kelly, we need you to have like regular, we need you to drop by regularly for a catch okay. up with Kelly. Okay. Are you willing to do that? <laughs> like, commit now. <laughs> I'm pinning you down. Here's what I'll do. Here's what I'll do. I'll send you voicemails. Oh, voicemail from Kelly. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Well, I'm excited about that. I'm sure our audience is as well. Okay. Well, thanks, Kelly. It's nice to catch up with you. And I'll talk to you next time on Catch Up with Kelly. (laughs) So Sarah, I, during that, during my talk with Kelly, I came up with some good taglines for this. Ooh. Okay. Something like a truly gross podcast. Oh, possibly. Or yeah. Grossly true. Or gross. <laughs>
<laughs> I don't think gross can... but true. <laughs> I don't know if we get the, the true part is like with the double entendre of that means that we have to like it has to be not do- it's, it's is double entendre always a sexual thing or could it just no. be like two meanings? No, okay, two meanings. The, the yeah. second meaning of that means that like everything we say has to be true. So I feel like that might not be our our thing. Oh no. No, we're, we're, we're totally going to spit some BS your way, listeners. Just be prepared. Yeah. Perfect. It's, it's up to you to filter. <laughs> Gross. And we BS. pretend we know what we're talking about, but we really don't. <laughs> exactly. Okay. After the break, we're going to come back with a segment that we call awesome and awful. That's a work in progress, by the way. <laughs> We truly want to thank Noon Hydration for supporting this podcast. If We Were Riding is a Live Feisty Media production and is hosted by Sarah True and me, Sarah Gross. Our audio editor is Aaron Hamilton and our producer is Taylor Mahan Rudolph. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop this time like the last time. You better get ready to race in the top. I'm ready to do this, show you what the truth is. I step on the field. Okay, Sarah. So you suggested this segment, awesome and awful. So I'm assuming you have an awesome and awful. Let's start with awesome. Let's each do our awesome. No, wait. Okay. Let's do our awful first. Sorry, I take it back. So we end on awesome. So all right, awful first. Uh, Ready? Awful first. Mm -hmm. The first thing that happened when I came home from Mexico, I walk upstairs and I'm like. The dog pooped in the office. I'm like this dumb dog. Like he's he's as out of sorts as the rest of us. So that was that was pretty that was pretty gross. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I would I would have told. He's potty trained. He's like three years old. So there's no excuse. And <laughs> it's along with our theme. That's gross. Yeah, <laughs> totally gross. Maybe that we'll just have gross and true. Gross and gay. <laughs> if we start with or gross. So, yeah. But like, I, I like the idea of one thing where we're like keeping it real, mm-hmm. you know, we're being a hundred percent authentic with y'all. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me what accents I just used now. Um, <laughs> it's weird times. It's weird times. Yeah. And then the second one being just something that we're stoked about, because I think it's, it's good to have that balance. Okay. Okay. So my, my awful slash gross is, um, is this is a personal confession. Okay. So folks don't judge me here, but yesterday, so yesterday morning, prime minister Trudeau made an announcement about, um, basically closing down some international flights, but also during the announcement asked people to, to stay at home as much as possible and to limit even grocery store trips and stuff like that. Right. And I'm someone who doesn't really keep uh, much food in the house. Mm-hmm. And I realized that everyone was going to go to the grocery store now. Uh, and if I waited any longer to like stock up a little bit, uh, I might not get food. <laughs> so I had a little bit of a moment. So I went to the grocery store. It was kind of busy, whatever. I got my groceries. It was fine. And then I got out to the parking lot and realized I'd forgotten the coffee. So, <gasps> mm. uh-uh. so panic mm. ensued. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went back into the store and in that kind of 45 minute period from when I had first come into the store and from when I went back the second time, the lineup was to the back. Like basically news had spread across, you know, and the people were coming to, for the same reason as me, 
that it just created a little bit of a moment in the grocery store. And I went, I saw, there was like coffee on sale right by the door of the, of the supermarket. No. no, 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 I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Oh, I, I, this is, this is why it's not my awful because of this is a moment where I was like, I understand how this ends up happening. Like I just had this moment where I was like, right. if this was like, if we were like two weeks down the road, if we were running out of food, if there was like, if there was any more stress to turn the dials on this, I suddenly saw how easy it would have been for me to like, and there's so much chaos in the store as it was. That yeah. like, I'm like, it would be very easy for me to take that package of coffee and just walk out the door to make sure that I have my caffeine needs in the morning, right? So like, I just had this moment where I realized like our humanity, if that makes sense. Like in the end, totally. I got coffee the next day. It was totally fine. But like, it was just this, like, I was like, oh, this is how this happens. Because even the smallest turning of the dial made me realize like oh and like even some of the empty aisles like all the baking aisles are empty toilet paper of course is empty hand sanitizer soap like so people are even that that's I think that's the awful side of people that we've seen is like it's better for me to have 12 of this than someone else to have some yeah Um, and and I don't I don't like that about our our human condition so no me neither no it's it's really, I, I don't know what kind of uh, supply side you have on your end, but we're really worried about, you know, having the uh, N95 ventilator masks available for our healthcare workers. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the first things that went missing, you know, regular people were buying them, you know, because people are freaking out, but we need we need that for our health care. We need the hand sanitizer. We need the masks for the people who are interacting with people who potentially have coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're too concerned about ourselves, you know, to really step back and think about the implications of yeah. what the, the trickle effect to the people who are keeping us safe. It's, it's a little chilling. Makes it, a little... Yeah, that's the same. Know. Yeah, that's same chill that went down my spine in the grocery yeah. store. Yeah. Sure. Um, right. Okay. Perfect. Let's, let's, Ooh, go to, let's that's go a little awesome. dark. Let's get out yeah. of there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was your awesome this week? You know, it was both the, like the bad and the good it was that race through all the feelings and all the demons that you have at those moments where just like, but I, I knew I had to finish for my own personal satisfaction and like, it was, it, you know, like financially, I'm really happy that I was second because I needed that money. I mean, quite frankly, but just finishing being like, okay, so that was a, that was not my finest race, but sometimes the ones where we battle internally that much and still keep on going, like those are some of my more rewarding races, not, you know, not necessarily the ones where everything goes easily. So yeah, it's, it's hard because I feel so ambivalent about the race, like I mean, you, you were asking about it before and I felt a little, I felt a lot of shame for, for going. I didn't post about it on social media, but then there's this like super personal side of it where I'm glad I did. Yeah. Again, I feel deeply ambivalent about the whole thing. Yeah. I feel like we didn't quite get to awesome there. No, it was awesome because I, you know, the reason we do sport is really personal and you know, whether or not we have races, it brings it back to that. So yeah, like I went through all sorts of feels during that run. 
but like it really just brought it home to me that why I do sport mm. and yeah okay sure and and I think this is something that's really important for us to realize in the next you know six months eight months when we have you know, major races being canceled, you know, there's a good chance we're going to have the Olympics postponed or canceled, you know, just this, just to put it back into perspective of the reason I did this whole thing is to kind of push myself and to find things within myself that I didn't know were there. And it just happens that I was able to make a living out of this. But like, as we go into the next few months, just reminding ourselves, like the races are nice but the races are just an opportunity to remind ourselves of like, you know, that we're tougher than we think. Mm. So we're just going to have to figure out different ways to challenge ourselves. But it, it, it really comes down to, it was a very personal thing. Mm. And, you know, that race really brought that out again, mm. um, where it wasn't, it wasn't even about racing at a certain point. It was just, I have to finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think, I think that's something yeah. that like, hopefully we all can take forward. Yeah. you know, take moving forward. Cause it's, we get, we get so caught up in the, the workout, like I need to go to the race and it, that very like short-term gratification. And we really have to step back and be like, it's okay to just be exercising, to not be training, you know, to exercise because it makes us feel whole that makes us happy. Cause that's why we got into it to begin with. And it's just going to look a little different. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I feel like we should almost stop there. I mean, my my awesome was fairly similar. Just seeing, I said it earlier, seeing my feisty team pull together or seeing their excitement about creating some content that's going to add value without asking for anything in return. Um, that yeah. was just really like was very heartening for me. So, well, I think I think we're we're aware that just the challenges are going to look different. Yeah, and I think like the sooner sooner we can reframe how we see ourselves and how we see the world. So I think the better off we're going to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'll check back in with you next week. Yeah. Thanks, Sarah. My pleasure. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top.